Welcome to the Real Estate Trainer Podcast with your host, Brian Eisenhower. This podcast is brought to you by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. ICC provides customized and structured coaching and training programs for real estate agents and team leaders, representing many of the top producing agents in North America. ICC also offers broker and owner consulting on agents recruiting, training, and retention. For more info, visit EisenhowerCoaching.com or find us on Facebook. You need to eat the frog every morning. Imagine a live frog, a toad. It's disgusting looking. The idea of having to eat that frog is not fun, similar to lead generation or maybe going to the gym. And what happens is if you know that to, to get where you want to do or get the results you want, that you have to eat that frog and you go all morning and all day and all afternoon worried about having to eat that frog, it creates negative energy. It creates guilt. It creates fear. Real estate agents must, successful real estate agents must embrace routines and rituals, which is, which is contrary. A successful agent or a successful business person or a successful human being must embrace routines and rituals, which flies in the face of the reason a lot of people get into real estate. You know, they come out of corporate worlds or nine to five jobs or eight to 10, you know, and they've got that background and they go into real estate for flexibility only to hear me say, oh, by the way, if you want to succeed at it, though, you're your own boss, but you better put some rigid guidelines and structure back into your life. And that's hard for a lot of people because they wanted the flexibility. And, and I agree, real estate does offer tremendous flexibility. But we do, you know, there's limits to everything and extremes are really bad. So complete autonomy and total flexibility to always do what you want to do is really tough. That's really tough. It's really hard to be successful, at least. It's really easy to exist that way. You know, my favorite uh, John Belushi line, fat, drunk, and stupid is a great way to, to go through college, but a horrible way to go through life, you know? That's, a, that's an Animal House quote. You won't get a lot of those anymore. You got to be a certain age to get that one. Point of the matter is, but if you are younger, that would be a great one to go back and watch. I'll tell you that. So the, the point of the matter here is same with routines and rituals. Living carefree and fancy free is a great way to go through college or your youth. But when it when, when you start to have to like, you know, put food on the table, you know, I would start putting some routines and rituals back in there. And the first and most important ritual you need to have, this is just to be happy and healthy in life too. This is, I, I'm talking about your personal life and your business life half the time here. The first one is you need to have a morning routine. That is crucial. If you wanna have high energy, if you wanna be positive, and you wanna be growing both in business, in your entire life balance wheel, you know, whether it's spirituality, whether it's fitness, whether it's diet, whether it's your personal development, whether it's your professional development or your business income, your work, wherever you're at there, Routine's gonna help you get there because otherwise you're gonna use the excuse that everyone else has is I don't have enough time. But if you have a morning routine that ensures that you get all that stuff in, then the rest of your day is down, downhill, okay? So it's really important. There's an amazing book about it. It's called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, okay? It's H-A-L-L-E-L-R-O-D, H-A-L, E-L-R-O-D. And it really, it's a short little easy to read book and it's called The Miracle Morning. 
I refer to it as the magic morning. Do you have this awesome morning where you knock out your fitness, you knock out your meditation or your prayer or whatever, you knock out, you know, your learning, you knock out most importantly for what we're talking about is your business generation, your lead generation. That's the one thing that no one can do. Markets go up and down, sales volume goes up and down, but it's all in your control to do your business by design. We've talked about that, not by default. So do you do the toughest stuff first every day? Usually we say we don't, we don't have enough time. I've got kids or I've got this other job or I've got this work or I have this or I have that. There's not enough hours in the day. And we become slaves to it. When it's totally in your control, if you get it done first each day, everybody has time, trust you me. There's no excuse I hate more than the not enough time objection. It's my least favorite. It's someone who's not in control of their own mindset. So the, the most important thing to do is have a morning routine every single morning and how Elrod lays it out, okay? And the most important aspect that you get from that is not only do you get everything you want done done, is you experience the magic morning. You actually get a magical response from sticking to a routine and accomplishing your routine every single morning. And there's also a great book out there I think this might be a children's book. I'm not sure, I can't remember, but it's called Eat the Frog. A lot of you have heard of this concept, right? You need to eat the frog every morning. And the, the, basically, I'm gonna, I'm gonna summarize the Eat the Frog concept here to you. Eating the frog means no one wants to eat a frog, right? That sounds disgusting. Imagine a live frog, a toad, it's disgusting looking. The idea of having to eat that frog is not fun, similar to lead generation, or maybe going to the gym. And what happens is if you know that to, to get where you want to do or get the results you want, that you have to eat that frog and you go all morning and all day and all afternoon worried about having to eat that frog, it creates negative energy. It creates guilt. It creates fear. It creates lots of tear. And then ultimately by the end of the day, when you realize it's not going to get done, you start making up excuses why you don't have time to get it done. And then that creates shame, which is the worst emotion of all. Then you've got shame. So your whole day is negative energy because of this frog that's hanging over your head, this monkey on your back or frog on your back because you didn't eat it. So you go through this wave of emotions and you, and you get busy with busy work just to make it. So you do a bunch of busy work, not productive work, just so you can tell yourself you don't have time to eat the frog. You make up excuses all day, which is deflating. And you know you're doing. Your subconscious knows it. Your body knows it. Everything knows because you didn't eat this frog. And then you make excuses the next day we start over again. And then it gets even worse. And you know what I mean? Then it's like, okay, we start doing it again. And then it gets worse. And pretty soon you can only take so much of this. A couple weeks down the road, you start making excuses like, why do we even eat the frog at all? Your solution triangle, you start falling down the solution triangle into why? Because I can't take the weight on my shoulders and the negative energy. And pretty soon you make up your mind and say, it's just not in the cards for me. I just don't have time for that. It doesn't even work anyway. You start making up other stories. That's not who I am. I don't wanna bother people. I don't like when people bother me. You get into all those negative mindset types of statements and you choose entirely different career paths, all because you couldn't eat the frog in the morning, all because you don't wanna be confined. I wanna live my life fancy free. I'm not a routine type of person. That's where those terrible thoughts turn into words, into behaviors, into bad habits, and it spirals. We've talked about that. That Gandhi circle goes out of control. However, if you do eat the frog in the morning, 
not only do you get used to it every single day, you have energy all day long. Because if you eat the frog every single morning, you got the hardest part of your day done. And you know it's all downhill from there. In fact, once you eat the frog, you get your gym in, high energy, you get your lead gen done, you make your calls, your 10-10-5s, your prospecting, your Facebook word, your client event contacts, your DMs, everything you're writing, getting your content out there, everything you're doing to touch more people to grow your business, whatever that may be, 100 different ways to do that. But after that, you know everything else, you can just take business by default then, because you got everything done by design first. Now it's, if you don't have any property to show and you don't have any listing appointments to go on, you've done all your lead gen and your lead follow-up, I don't care what you do after that. You can go play golf, you can go day drinking, you can go Netflix, binge, I don't care what you do. You've done the hard part. Look, you know, day drinking, whatever. <laughs> so whatever that is, as long as your lead gen's done, you've done the, I mean, everybody else that doesn't do lead gen, I don't know what they do all day unless they've got like 20 or 30 pending that they manage themselves for some ungodly reason, which you got other problems and mistakes going on. I don't know what you do when you pretend you're at work if you're not trying to generate more business. There's not much to do in real estate. Your average pending file should take you about 15 minutes a day on average. On average, I don't know what you're pretending to do otherwise. You better have a lot of files going on because you're just highly inefficient otherwise. I know there's certain days it feels like you spend 10 hours on a file. You didn't, you spent an hour at most, maybe two hours and that's that. So you hold that routine and we time block. That's why we time block, right? We time block to protect that routine with each step. It could be the gym, it could be the, the prayer, meditation could be time blocking to prepare to lead gen to get your numbers together or whatever that activities you're going to do then it could be to do our lead generation could be to quickly eat and then we do our lead follow-up and all of a sudden that's it your, your morning is ritualized you're out your afternoon we can leave open right that's when you might have showings listing appointments you know, client meetings, maybe, you know, you could be meeting, you know, past clients face to face, things like that, whatever, picking up kids, you know, having fun, whatever it is you're going to do, the afternoons are by default, we really just need to block our mornings. That's when it's crucial. I'm not worried about you like not showing up to show a property or a listing appointment. I'm yet to see someone have a problem there. But I have a lot of people, the vast majority of people can't lead you. And that's the difference between the top producers. They, they, they're self-aware enough to block their time, right? And the way that it looks is it's, it's real simple. It, it looks like this. This is what a daily schedule looks like for agents. And this is an example. These times don't have to be exact, but you know, I would actually block the mornings before this too. So you got personal stuff in here. I'd block, you know, if you're going to the gym in the morning, you know, whatever your meditation you're doing, things like that. Once they get to work though, depending on when you get to work, I know some get to work at eight, some get to work at nine, some get to work at 10. I would get to work before 10, that's for sure. Because at 10 o'clock, that's when things start coming at you. That's when, you know, title companies call you and lenders call you and clients call you and things like that. But real estate doesn't really work at wake up till 10, 11, even noon. 
So you can get a lot done before people start bothering you, right? So, I mean, this is a hardcore, this is someone who's going to lead generate for two and a half hours a day. And that, you know, I always say at least an hour, three o'clock or three hours at most usually uh, of lead gen. Um, so you're going to prepare for it. So, so you don't pretend like you lead generate because you spent an hour preparing for lead generation. Uh, we start actually reaching out and making contacts for two and a half hours. And then we might follow up with some people that tried to reach out me, you know, any emails that came in, texts that came in, because I'm not gonna actually let them come into my time block. I'm gonna block them and I'm gonna always know that I have time afterwards blocked for them. So that way I won't feel the need when my seller calls me to answer the phone. I'm gonna call them back an hour or two later. No one's gonna have a hard time with that, ever. Real estate is a very slow business and there's almost never anything urgent. I know realtors don't like to say that because they have poor mindsets. But in real estate, I mean, heck, you got three hours, three days to respond to offers. Uh, you've got all kinds of time. This is not an emergency room. This is not a retail store where you have to jump when a client calls. And, and if you don't believe me here, um, I'm gonna use the old adage, then, you know, next time you're in a listing appointment, and someone calls you, do you pick it up right in front of your seller at their kitchen table? No, you wait until that listing appointment's done and you call them back and everybody's freaking fine with it. So don't tell me that you need to answer the phone when you're in lead generation time, the thing that generates listing appointments. You can see how your mind work. That's why we always talk about it. Crazy town, you're the mayor of it. But remember that, be self-aware of that. Hold your time blocks, hold your morning routine, okay? Very, very important that we get that concept down, right? We make time to eat. We jump on that lunchtime, right? And then it might be lead follow-up, lead conversions. Now we go back to all the leads that we've already contacted. This is a new business. It's, it's maybe buyers in our inventory pipeline. It's people that we've met, that we know are looking, that we're trying to follow up with and move them forward in the sales funnel and trying to trying to get them, you know, they're looking and have you seen this house? Have you seen this property? Did you check about, did you see this email I sent you on a listing e-alert? People we already know that we don't have under contract yet. We're trying to move them forward, okay? Then after that's done, again, that's a time block. So now, then we get back to all the people that emailed, text us and called us during that time block, okay? And then after that, it's free. This is a very full day. This person's not free till three o'clock. Again, if you only lead generate for an hour or two a day, this is going to end up all shifting down and maybe you're done at two o'clock. Maybe you're done at one o'clock. And then I want you to be done at six o'clock. That's when you're, you're focused on your kids. Turn your phones off. <clears throat> I don't need people answering phones after six o'clock. Maybe it's seven o'clock for you. I have agents and clients that do five o'clock and these are highly successful people. They don't answer the phone at night. You're going to train people how to behave. Agents naturally, when they're running crazy town by themselves, they answer the phone all night long and they don't lead generate at all. They're all customer service. They're just sloppy as heck. Sloppy as heck. All successful agents operate the same way, except for ones that workaholics, that work themselves to death. And there's all kinds of problems with those types of agents that we don't want. Okay? But that's the concept here that I'd like you guys to follow. But that's the idea behind having that daily routine. It's gotta be time blocked. It's gotta show up in your calendar. And all of a sudden, we're gonna protect that. And by, you know, I don't care if you're done at 
you know, noon, one, two, or in that example, which is, a, which is an intense, someone that follows that routine I just showed you on that daily schedule, there's no way they fail. If they lead generate for two and a half hours a day and do another hour of lead conversion a day, that, that, that agent is going to succeed. I'll here to tell you, I've never seen someone that can maintain that for an extended period of time, not succeed at a very high level. Never seen. I've seen, you know, 95% of agents not be able to follow that schedule though. That's for sure. So if someone fails, it's not because of that routine. The routine is what ensures success in real estate. So if you want success, if you really want it, follow the routine. Then it's just determining what type of lead generation, but they all work. It doesn't matter as long as you stick with it. Don't keep jumping from one to the other. Once you master it, you master it. Never seen that be a problem. Ever, ever, ever. And that's the hard part for people to get because they get in their own head. It's crazy town. Well, maybe I'm not doing this right or I'm not doing that right. What you're not doing right is following that routine. Okay. Now rituals, routines and rituals are, 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 are absolutely crucial. Um, absolutely crucial. Right. Um, just like a pregame ritual, right? Like six top athletes that, you know, they, they have a ritual they go through. They make sure they put these shoes on. They make sure they put those on. I have rituals, but I'm, I'm athletic. I surf and I run and I cycle and I swim. I stretch out a certain way. I, you know, I, I have a certain checklist I go through to make sure I have all my stuff, you know, whether it's waxing a surfboard or making sure my tires are pumped or making sure I got my headphones in or, you know, whatever it is. Stretching out, I always go through it. So I'm at top performance. So I don't have excuses when I'm doing those activities to fail. And, you know, you do it too with a lot of business servicing activities, I guarantee you, like I guarantee you have a listing appointment ritual. Like you get ready a certain way, you get there a certain amount of time beforehand, you have certain stuff you bring with you, you run certain comps beforehand. On the administrative side, you have a certain way you handle your files. It's ritualistic. The point of the matter is you cannot be ritualistic enough. Okay, you cannot be ritualistic enough. You can't have more things written down. That's when it turns into a system. If we write it down, those rituals become systematized. And once they're systematized, we can improve on them and make them even better. Okay, we can improve on them. So I'm going to do that before I prospect every day. I'm going to be real. I'm going to get my numbers. I'm going to have that a half hour beforehand of prep time. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to get my coffee or I'm going to get my water. I'm going to get my phone numbers. I'm going to have things pulled up on my screen. I'm going to have doors shut, blinds shut, phones turned this way, email shut down. All, you know, I might put a sign on the door that says, please don't bother me until 1030. I'm lead generating or I'm prospecting right now. All those different things to block out distractions, to improve my performance, right? I'm gonna have that systemized and I'm gonna have a checklist there so I don't forget something because all it takes is one person to bop in on me and you can train wreck my entire system. That's a ritual. I go through that checklist. I follow that ritual. Listing appointments, same thing. I'm always gonna get there 10 minutes early. I'm gonna bring this, I'm gonna bring that. I might even say some positive affirmations that I'm gonna get this listing, I'm gonna get this listing. I'm, you know, whatever it may be to improve my mindset before I go in. I'm gonna make sure I've eaten. I'm gonna make sure I'm hydrated. 
I'm gonna make sure I'm, I look presentable. I'm gonna always make sure I'm early. I, I always drive the neighborhood beforehand to make sure there's no FISBO signs up or anything like that. Cause they're gonna ask about that. If I don't know about it, I look like a moron. I wanna know everything about it. So I'm gonna drive. So I'm gonna always get there early just to drive around and check things out. I might see a new listing I didn't know about, pull that up. I'm gonna follow that ritual so I look professional. So I feel confident going in, right? Same thing if I'm recruiting, very similar to a listing appointment. I'm gonna be early, I'm gonna do my recruit. I'm gonna make sure I've eaten. I'm gonna make sure that I'm hydrated. I'm gonna make sure that I'm not, that I'm up on my game, that I've slept. If I've, if I've exercised that morning, I'm gonna have way more energy and more energy is always better than low energy. I'm gonna make sure I've done any type of, you know, spiritual meditation, prayer. Again, higher energy, better reward, feeling better, magic morning, frog has been eaten. It's gonna be my ritual because that's showtime, man. Listing appointment, showtime. Recruiting appointment, showtime. Prospecting, showtime. Those are the things that are very close to generating new business. They are the make or break difference. You don't need to be that systematized for customer service. You're going to do that out of guilt and people pleasing. We all have got that up there in crazy, crazy town. Makes sense. But I mean, I could be wrong too. I could be wrong because customer service could be offensive as well too. I've shown you that and talked about that many a times. There's a lot of people out there, even administrative assistants and transaction coordinators that say they don't need systems. I've done this so many times, it's all in my head. Well, let's wait and see if you're busy. You better have checklists you're following. You know what I'm saying? You might be okay with 15 pending contracts at once, but let me see if you can handle 30 pending. I'd have a checklist. I'd be driving down those checklists every single day especially if you're an agent that wants to market during the transaction. If you're trying to pump out just listing, just sold, open house, sale pending, under contract, just sold marketing, whether it's emails, Facebook retargeting, listing e-alerts, asking for reviews, asking for referrals. Are you doing all those things during the transaction? Probably not. You forget about half those opportunities to do it. Do you do it after open houses, after a home appraises? After we get offer and acceptance, do you do it after contingencies are waived? Do you give your clients all those opportunities to celebrate? If you don't, then it needs to be in your transactional checklist. Okay, give you an idea what that looks like really fast. I don't want to dwell on this, but here we can see our checklist. Here's a pre-listing checklist down at the bottom. If I click a listing to contract checklist, when a closing contract to close checklist when you represent the seller and a buyer closing checklist. Okay, all the way through. But on pre-listing, here's my pre-listing ritual, all the way through, everything I need to do to get ready for that listing before I go on the appointment, right? And then once I get the, the sign, here's all my contract to close. It's all written down. I'm gonna follow it and check it off every single time as I'm gonna put a routine in there. And also, there's a lot of marketing in here too, stuff to generate new business, because I'm not gonna miss it. I'm gonna start marketing coming soon or just listed long before it goes listings, then I'm gonna have two open houses for every listing. And I have to start marketing open houses right after the thing goes live. So if I don't, I'm gonna miss the opportunity. It's gonna go under contract. I'm gonna have no open houses. I'm gonna barely even have gotten my just listed out because I'm too freaking busy because I have too many listings or I have too many pendings. Certain people can just handle more business. And it's not because they're faster or they work harder. It's because they have routines and rituals that are systematized and documented, right? 
Then it goes active on MLS. I'm going to start marketing open houses. I'm going to start, you know, doing weekly, act, you know, updates to my sellers. I'm going to start asking for referrals already. And then when it goes under contract, instantly marketing under contract, right? Asking for referrals because they're all excited right now. We're going to celebrate the thing, the, the fact we went under contract. I'm going to ask for Google reviews right now. But you're not going to have time. You're not going to remember that if it's not systematized. So your offense is going to go down. You're going to be all your marketing department shuts and you're going to be all about defense, just handling your transactions. That's why top agents can handle 30 pending at once. And, you know, slow agents get so busy when they just get two or three pending because it's not all written down and they're not following it because they think they're experts just because they handle, you know, they close like freaking 30 houses a year. Then five days before closing, we're massive marketing. At closing, marketing like crazy, trying to get referrals like crazy, trying to get uh, Google reviews, Zillow reviews, whatever. After closing, really, you know, client testimonials, marketing like mad the fact we closed a house, right? And we always have our key contract deadlines below. And it's very similar to the buyer closing checklist. But that's the idea. And of course, you can download that from the site as well, too. That is the one that everybody always wanted and nobody ever uses because they are too busy. They got into this business, right? And not to mention that can be duplicated, right? Now I can duplicate it. I can add to it. I can tweak it. I can put fail safes in there. I can train someone else to do it. I can hire somebody else and show them how to do it. That's a system. That's what we do with routines and rituals. We act like business people, not freaking realtors. Because realtors, I mean, you know what the public thinks of them. Right there with lawyers and car dealers. They're the ones driving down the street with paper just flying out. No one knows what they do all day. I don't know what they do all day. If they're not lead generating or doing lead conversion, I have no idea what a real estate agent does in the office all day long. I mean, I guess they just handle like all those problems that come at them. They better have a lot of things under contract to have that many problems or they should be getting out of the office and doing something else. Maybe out of the business. And usually they're on the way there. Boredom can be cured other ways. The importance of routines and rituals. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Trainer Podcast, sponsored by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. For more information about real estate coaching or to watch Brian's training videos, check out therealestatetrainer.com or find us on social media. And remember, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available.